Welcome to The Everyday Creative, a podcast that encourages creation over consumption. I'm Emily, a certified health education specialist. And I'm Evie, a licensed art therapist. And together, we talk about ways everyday people can incorporate creativity into their lives in order to consume less and create more. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Everyday Creative Podcast, a podcast that encourages creation over consumption. I'm Emily. And I'm Evie. And each week we'll have a topic relating to creativity or consumption. This week we simply want to introduce ourselves and the show and what it's all about. So here at the Everyday Creative, we have two goals. Uh, One is to help everyone tap into creativity with some actionable steps and advice. And secondly, we aim to help everyone, including ourselves, consume less. So while consuming less does impact environmental concerns, we believe that ultimately overconsumption affects happiness and the ability to thrive. Creativity, on the other hand, can increase happiness and lead to a more fulfilling life. So I know what you're thinking. I'm not an artist. I'm not creative. I don't have enough time, money, insert whatever limiting thought you have here. But that's what the whole point of this show is. It's to dispel your myths and your limiting beliefs and give you actionable steps and advice on how you can add creativity to your life while at the same time helping you remove some of the consumptive behaviors that might be taking up your time, energy, or money. So an end full disclosure, this isn't a completely altruistic endeavor. Evie and I are in on this journey with you, right, Evie? That's right. So this is something we're both interested in, but we have different perspectives and lived experiences that have shaped our points of view. And even though we're sisters and have basically the same background, we're two very different people. So Evie, why don't you fill everyone in on a little bit of your backstory and your experiences with creativity and consumerism? Sure. So of the two of us, I would probably be considered the more quote unquote traditional creative. I would agree As a with kid, that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As a kid, I would draw and took a couple of fine art classes in high school. Then in college, I strayed a little bit from art making for a time as I focused more on my degree in psychology. And then as I was coming closer to completing that degree, I decided to return to art making and worked on obtaining a minor in fine arts. I took drawing, painting, photography, color theory, and to top it all off, I took an intro to art therapy course my senior year, I think it was. And I had heard of this field once before when my mom, who was a school counselor, suggested it as a career path when I was about 13 and wasn't even considering my future. So as I learned more about art therapy, I found the field to be really interesting and thought it would be an adventurous career option. Given that the field as a formal profession is relatively new, I think it was founded in like 1969, if I'm not mistaken. So at what would be considered my junior year of college, I realized that I couldn't be a psychologist without a master's degree. So at that time, I became serious about setting myself up for that possibility. I began volunteering in research labs and joined the undergraduate research apprenticeship program, did a little bit of my own research at that time. 
Uh, and then I completed a practicum course and interned at an adult day center for people with mental illness. When it came time to apply for graduate programs, the art therapy program at Florida State University stood out because it was the number one art therapy program in the nation. So I applied and amazingly, I was accepted. Yay. Yay. So I learned a lot about creativity and art making through grad school. I learned that anything that you create is an extension of who you are. And thus, you can learn about yourself through the creative process. And now, I provide art therapy services to people incarcerated in two male correctional institutions in Florida. As an art therapist, I've learned and continue to learn how to guide people through the creative process and problem solve in their own lives to make meaningful improvements. So that's my story in a nutshell. I'll turn it to you, Emily. Why don't you tell the listeners how you stumbled into this creative endeavor? So, I mean, as you can hear, Evie definitely has a handle on this creativity stuff. And I myself have never considered myself to be creative by that traditional definition that people use for creativity. And especially like being raised in a household with Evie, who was always making something artsy. In fact, I have some of her art hanging on my wall right this very second. Oh, lovely. Yeah. But our brother was really artistic too, and our mom was always making stuff and doing crafts, and I just really didn't identify with any of that. So we grew up in a small town, and I think for some people, this has a way of hampering creativity. Obviously not with Evie, but I feel like it did with me, at least in terms of having a career or figuring out what you wanted to do, because the only jobs that you could see were the ones that keep a town functioning. So your doctors or your lawyers, your dentists, your teachers, you know, you didn't have art therapists floating around that you could see. Yeah. So that's really, I, I think I had a fixed mindset when I was younger. So I just, it's like, if you saw it, then you can be it. If you didn't see it, then it didn't exist. And so like with a fixed mindset, you were either, you know, talented, smart, artistic, or you weren't. It wasn't something that you could necessarily learn. But as I've grown up, I've wanted to have more of that growth mindset, learn how to be whatever it was I was going to be. And my career has been just a series of logical next steps. You know, after school, I was working in a restaurant and I just moved up to a manager and kind of floated through that career for a while. And that's what I feel like my career has been, just whatever the next logical step, the safest thing to do, that's what I always did. Uh, One of the things that remains central in all of my jobs or careers, whatever you want to call them, it was always centered around food, nutrition, fitness, health, that sort of capacity. So as I continue down that path, I want to incorporate creativity because I think that will help grow my career. I'll think outside the box. I'll find something I'll really enjoy. Um, And that's kind of where my interest in creativity comes from is wanting to find more joy in life and wanting to feel like a more creative person. Um, And as far as consumerism goes, I think it's easy to fall into those consumer habits. And I really want to take a look at that and break some of those. So that is a little bit about me. 
Absolutely. I agree. Um, taking a look at those consumer habits, just being aware of those. So this will give us an opportunity to talk about those things and be aware of those things in our own lives. And I feel like although we've taken very different paths in our lives, we complement each other well in me focusing more on creativity and you more on nutrition and fitness. And those together have really helped me in my own life. They make for a whole healthy person, I think. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now let's set up some framework by establishing our definitions of creativity and consumption. In the spirit of creativity, we wanted to come up with an original definition of creativity. So we turned to Google, obviously, (laughs) which is a little less than creative, but helps to get some inspiration. So the very first thing that pops up is the use of the imagination or original ideas especially in the production of an artistic work. And that is exactly what I expected. Something couched in terms of being an artist or creation of tangible goods. But creativity is so much more than that. So let's work on expanding that definition. So we also found another definition. California State University has a really good one on creativity. And they define it as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. And there's a couple of other interesting points to consider with regard to creativity. It's about bringing into existence something new, producing original work, which I think we've mentioned. And lastly, creativity is infinite there's no limit to creativity. Creativity is like a muscle that only gets stronger as you use it. So now for our working definition that we've decided on for the show, creativity is an infinite internal process of bringing into existence something new in order to solve problems, communicate, make connections, or add value. Yep. Sounds like a good definition to me. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the antithesis of creation, which is consumption. And we wanted a working definition for this show as well. And of course, we started with Google. And it had a very simple definition, which is just the using up of a resource. And I like this definition because the use of the word resources is very broad. It could mean time, energy, and or money, and really anything. In economic terms, it strictly refers to goods and services. Um, But in this other interesting definition that we found, the act of consuming as by use, decay, or destruction. And I like this one because it brings up consuming as decay or destruction. So this to me is interesting because you don't even have to do anything to consume something. It will just things will just consume on their own just over time. And contrary to creativity, consumption is finite. Once you've used it all up, it's gone. That's it. Uh, But the thing about consumption is that it's not always a bad thing. In fact, it's, it's necessary, you know, as a part of life, you consume food, you consume toilet paper. And, And some of this will come up as we go along, you know, is consumption good or bad always? But uh, for the purposes of this show, the working definition that we've settled on is consumption is an external act of using up a resource. And I think the main difference between creativity and consumption 
is creativity is a process derived from the inside out, whereas consumption is from the outside in. And with creativity, the source of energy is internal, whereas consumption has an external source of energy. Now on to our segments, which we'll go through at the end of each show. We're calling these the four Q's. Questions, quests, quality creativity, and quotes. So first up is our weekly question. One of us will pose a question related to creativity or consumption to discuss and we'll have listeners think about. Your comments related to the questions are always welcome. So this week's question is, is creativity always a good thing or something positive? What do you think, Em? So, I mean, anytime we speak hyperbolically, like saying things like always and never, Mm -hmm. I feel like that automatically makes it not true. But (laughs) but I think, yes, in general, creativity is a good thing. But when you throw in always in there, I would say no, because you can be pretty creative. Like you hear about these creative crimes all the time. And I feel like anytime you're going to be like any sort of like hacker or like anything involving stealing somebody's identity, I feel like there are people that have gotten really creative about doing things like that. Absolutely. So yeah, that's what I think of when I think negative creativity. Yeah. And there absolutely is such a thing as negative creativity. Like on the one hand, a creative criminal, they may get a lot of energy from being creative Mm -hmm. and that can make them feel good in a way, but that doesn't mean that it's positive because it depends on the intention underneath the creative act. So for example, I work in a prison and there are a lot of limitations and a lot of times creativity is used to solve problems, but it's not always for the right reason or for a good reason. Right. Like they come up with creative creative ways to cook things, which can be a good thing, but then they also use creativity to make tattoo guns or sometimes weapons, unfortunately. So I wouldn't say that it's always a good thing or that it's even positive. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Well, that was our question for the week. So we'll move on to the quest. And this is a call to action or a challenge for the week. And this will be something that Evie and I practice throughout the week. And we encourage our listeners to follow along. And they're going to vary in like different degrees of difficulty or how much time would needed to be dedicated to it. Um, So I think we're starting out with with a pretty easy one this week. And this week's challenge is to really think about the new expanded definition of creativity that we talked about today and start paying attention to how it shows up or not in your life. And once you become aware of these opportunities, you can grow them. And as an extra step, you can actually write down some of the things that you notice, some of the things that you see that are creative in your life or in the lives of others. So in future episodes, we will talk about the progress that we've made on past quests. So please let us know how you're doing with these. 
And in our next segment, which we are calling Quality Creativity, and this is where we'll share something creative we noticed this week as an example of how people practice creativity in their daily lives. It could be tangible or intangible, a creative way of doing something, a creative way of problem solving, anything goes. So I think Evie has something to share this week. Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm an art therapist in corrections and I work as part of a team. Uh, There are four other art therapists working at different institutions across the state. And we've been a part of this program for going on, I think we're right around maybe a little over two years now. And time check here. It started in 2020 and that was right before COVID started. So for the past two years, we've sort of been dealing with COVID things. So um, each year the Department of Corrections has a conference, but for the past two years, it's been virtual. Well, this year is the first time going to in-person or in-person conference and we've been asked to put together our first annual art exhibition that will highlight a lot of the work that's being created by our clients in the program but as we were sort of talking about this and getting things together we learned that the hotel won't allow us to hang things on the wall which at first this really threw me for a loop because I'm thinking you want us to put on an exhibition but we don't have walls that's pretty important yeah and don't they normally have like anytime I've been to anything in a hotel there's like those divider walls that they have right you would think they would have those you could use And they do have those divider walls that are separating the larger conference space Mm -hmm. into a lot of breakout rooms, but I don't really know why they don't allow you to hang things on that. If, if you've been at the hotel, it has like this, it's like a fabric almost. Yeah. Like it looks like it's designed to hang (laughs) things on like a cubicle. Right. That's why I was so surprised. Like I didn't even consider that. And why would they ask us to do it if there weren't walls (laughs) available? So yeah, I really had to think about, you know, how are we going to do this? And then I reached out to friends, family, you name it. I talked to everyone about, you know, what we can do to solve this problem. And honestly, I can't believe you didn't take my suggestion with which was to have people stand up there and hold it. <laughs> Just have people hold it, take turns. Yeah. If we're right. going to need everyone to sign up on the volunteer <laughs> yeah. list, who's got next? Yeah. Yeah, no, that didn't that didn't really um, work out. So I had to uh, reach out to a number of people. And finally, uh, at one of the institutions, they have a building and construction technology class, like a vocational class. Mm -hmm. So I decided just to go out there and ask a little, ask around a little bit. I wasn't sure whether or not it was something that they would be able to take on, but I thought if nothing else, they can just give me some pointers about how to build some sort of display. But as it turned <laughs> out, I don't know. Show me how to nail and, these boards together. Yeah. What kind of tools do I need? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I thought it couldn't hurt to go and ask the es- experts. Yeah. So I went out there and it turns out they had a uh, special teams um, group that would do like special projects and stuff at the hmm. institution. And they, if we could get the supplies, they agreed to build the displays. 
So I did a lot of collaboration, a lot of negotiation, and the DOC administration, like the central office, agreed to purchase the supplies necessary and have them shipped to the institution. So things just all kind of fell into place and we got these displays built. They're basically six feet high and eight feet wide and they made canvas frames, like rectangle canvas frames that Mm -hmm. sit into each side of the display mm-hmm. and like if you first I imagine it as like a uh, like a freestanding hat rack okay and one of those on either side and instead of having all the different pegs it just has one little slat at the bottom that would hold the canvas frame okay and instead of this is really more of a visual thing. Yeah, so I know. I, listeners, <laughs> she's making really hand, coming across. She's making hand gestures over there. Yes, <laughs> I'm hoping that helps convey <laughs> to the listeners. Um, but instead of canvas, we're using sheets that were donated from the institution, and they happen to be about six feet by eight feet. Clean sheets, so, absolutely okay. unused. Okay. We were very clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's all worked out. Everything's coming together. And just the final step is to have them transported to the conference. And it also turns out that the BCT instructor, the carpentry instructor, is also going to the conference. And he volunteered to take them up there and put them together. Oh, wow. They have to like take them apart. Yeah in order to transport them. So he's going to go up there and put them all together at the conference, oh, which that's is a big amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. So it's very exciting. They're, they look really good too. Awesome. Very good. You'll have to mm-hmm. take some pictures. Pictures and videos coming your way. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, our last segment is a creative quote, and that's what we'll end the show with. So this week's quote is from Maya Angelou. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. So that's all for this week. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We're always looking for questions and comments from our listeners, so be sure to reach out. Have a creative week.